This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back. Leah B. Olson. Been working the Timberwolves beat lately as well. And, and Leah, that's been a good beat to be on you. And they, they're winning and they're playing well. And lots of guys are doing well. What, what's it been like to be courtside? You know what? What is so fun about this team right now is just how deep the team is. And it's just really cool to see, like Coach Finch, what he's doing with rotations and how he's getting players in. And and then also kind of the chemistry being built on the team. Um, really unselfish group. So whoever starts, it doesn't matter. And um, So this is, yeah, I think this is going to be a team that's definitely going to get to the playoffs and um, really exciting to watch. Who's your favorite team to watch when they come to town, you know, besides the Timberwolves? Who, who's the team that you enjoy watching the most? Well, I, you know what? I think it used to be the Golden State Warriors yeah. just because they were so, you know, and I think they're kind of building into that again. Um, it was just so, it's just kind of so freakish to watch Curry and now Clay's back healthy again. Um, what they can do when they're in the flow of a game is kind of amazing to watch. Um, but I also like um, Philadelphia because I love watching the Battle of the Bigs. And, yeah. um, you know, when Joel Embiid comes in here, him and Kat always have um, quite the battle. Yes, they yes they do. They both got thrown out that one night, and it's kind of been a rivalry ever <laughs> since, but a fun, fun one for fans for sure. Leah, we always exactly. like to talk about youth sports, and youth sports, uh, you know, they they toll taken on them through COVID. Everybody had a toll taken on them. And, and now we're getting to that uh, point in the year where youth sports are, uh, you know, it's February, and for parents to understand this, uh, for winter sports, that means you're starting to take a peek ahead to Oh man, I got to get signed up for a summer team. I got to get in the spring league. I got to do all these things to prepare myself for next season or for the next thing. People use AAU as the term, which is it's actually you know a generic term, but it, but it's more involved sure. in that. What, what do you think uh, parents need to know about their kids getting involved in that next team in the off season? Well, first of all, you're right. You have to think so far in advance. Because if you're waiting for spring to get them signed up for spring sports, you're way late. So, um, yeah, you have to be thinking now about what teams they can participate in. And unfortunately, you're absolutely right. With COVID-19 teams, uh, we've lost some teams, in particular community teams. Um, a lot of those have gone away just because of funding and there hasn't been kids and all the issues that have been going on. So you want to make sure, one, that the programs are there, find the programs, and then um, just really emphasize how important it is to get those younger kids into something. And I don't think it really matters what it is, especially when you're, when you're first, you know, getting kids involved, that kind of six year, five year old up to 11, you want to just get them involved in as many things as possible just to keep them active. Because 
I think the biggest piece that we know right now is kids that are active do better than kids that are not across the board. So you want to just make sure that you get your kids active and you don't really have to worry so much exactly about what it is or how good they're going to be. Just get them involved. And if you got any questions about the value of that, watch your teenagers. If you had teenagers during COVID, uh, when they had when they had to do distant learning, I mean it it yeah. it it was an absolute recipe for depression if they didn't have yeah. to leave their bed all day. I mean, you know, we we we, get, we all know there's a fine line between being so busy that you're burdened and, and, and active, but active, active. You you gotta. I, I'm not saying you gotta organize everything, but man, you gotta leave the house. You know. You really do. And it's just, you know, kids need activity. And, and, you know, I think across the board, they say kids should have at least like 60 minutes of active play in a day. And it sounds like a lot, but really it's not if your kids are out and about and they're just, you know, in gym class or out at recess and then they're playing on a sports team. If they're getting that activity, you know, just physically, they're going to feel better. Um, It's going to be easier than to them down at the table at night to get them to do their homework but it's been a challenge and it's been a challenge across the board for all families um, trying to keep kids active during COVID and as we're kind of coming out hopefully of the COVID-19 era. Leah B. Olson is our guest talking youth sports and how to make sure it's a healthy uh, transition and process that maybe you've had to re-engage and reconfigure a little bit uh, with COVID and what we've seen. Um, Leah, the the idea of the next team that you play on, meaning the the spring team or the summer team that you play on for a winter sport, it could be hockey, could be basketball, uh, could be volleyball, could be anything. Uh, mm-hmm. th- there's a, there's sometimes a um, I don't want to say a misconception, but kids got to be careful and parents got to be careful that you don't. Nec- I know this sounds counterintuitive. You don't necessarily want them to play on the best team. You want them to play on the best team for them so that their skill set can be developed. Expand on, explain what I mean there because it's easy to want to play on the best team and boy, watch out sometimes if you get on the best team. Exactly. And I think that's more of an issue for parents than it is athletes. I think athletes, especially young athletes coming up, athletes intrinsically kind of know where they fit into the group and and for the most part especially our youngest ones they're fine with wherever they're at and those who want to get better start working at it on their own and so i think as parents we always believe we have to drive that so much but we but from what i understand what i've learned read from being around lots of young athletes is that they will try to do their best. They will try to win at whatever sport or game they're in. So you want to just get them on teams where they have access and opportunity to play. And, and don't get so hung up on the A team, the B team, the C team, because when you look back at those teams, you're going to find that those teams are pretty much the same teams later on. But there's always going to be the top couple of kids who are going to go on to be great athletes. And then on the other end, there's always going to be a few kids that just have to drop off because they're not able to play. And everyone else sits kind of right in that middle segment. And so A, B, C, I know it it sounds like it's something, oh, he's on the A team, but in the end, it really isn't that big of a difference. No, and if you can play, you know, it'll probably work out. I mean, you can play your way up. You don't, you're not 
You're not pigeonholed into one thing. You know, there's lots of ways to to, to move up. There's a couple other things to watch out for, though, Leah. And and one is you know who your coach is, right? Know, know who it is uh, that you're going to be participating with, and, and what they're all about as as a leader. What their background is, and 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 you know, as best you can, try to figure out what kind of experience it's going to be for your son or daughter. I think so too, and I think we know that most youth sports are volunteer parents who are just, you know, stepping up to do that mm-hmm. job. And so I think it's important that there is some idea of how they need to be around young people. And, you know, every age range has different ways that you should be with them. So there should be, you know, I would recommend to every organization to at least have a one-sheeter that you give to the parents that says, here are the expectations that we have when you're with our kids, that you're going to, you know, respect them. You're not going to go ballistic on them. You're going to, you know, be consistent with them and, you know, make sure that you're asking those expectations of a coach, even, even though they are volunteering their time. I think that's really important. Leah B. Olson is our guest. We're talking youth sports and beyond. When you get into the AAU circuit and, uh, and you're trying to develop, you're going to go travel and play all over the country. Um, there's a couple of things that people have, have talked that, that, that said you, the questions you need to ask. One is roster size. How many kids are going to be on that team so you can kind of figure out, I mean, if you got 15 kids on one team, it's going to be pretty hard to get a lot of playing time unless you're, you know, top player and even at that. But you might want to find a team where it's, you know, eight or nine people and, and seven show up and, and then you get the playing time that you want. But that, that's kind of a critical question that some people don't ask. Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I think, again, people get so hung up on just being, there's always one team that everyone wants to be on. Yeah. And as soon as you don't make yeah, it Team Tyus right now is the rage, you know? Exactly, yeah. yes. And let's face it, it's his name. We love it. We know he runs a good program and all of mm-hmm. that. But it's like there's lots of great teams to be on. And if you're not playing, no one's ever going to see what you look like or your highlights aren't ever going to make it um, – you know, on Twitter or on social media if you're sitting on the bench. So I think it's really important to find good fit for kids. And, and you know, a lot of coaches will tell you that athletes are really made in the off season, the work they're putting in on their individual moves and, and the training there. So, like, it's not always necessarily when you're actually playing the game Correct. that you're learning all Correct. the skill sets, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean I – mean, uh, and, and that brings me to my next point, and that and that is, you know, training with an individual person, uh, which is commonplace for a lot of kids. Uh, how how did you go about, and, and how do you recommend go about so, selecting the right trainer for your son or daughter in that one on one time? Yeah, that's a good question, and I think it kind of varies from sport to sport and what the needs are. But I would always go by recommendations. You just want to make some sure someone has a solid resume that they come highly recommended from whoever um, whoever is in your circle or whatever sport you're involved in. You want to make sure that they're highly recommended. And then um, I, I would say the second piece to that is try to make sure that it's your kid who wants to do that work. It's not just you thinking, I want him to be better, so I'm going to get him a trainer. If your kid's coming to you saying, hey, I'll do whatever I have to do if you are willing to get me a trainer, that's a different conversation to have with your athlete. Um, But I do think it is important that both the parent and the kid sign on, you know, kind of sign off and agree, like, if we're going to pay for this, that you're going to put that work in. And, um, and, and let's face it, even 
if you put that extra work in, it, it, you're going to get better, but it still might not make the kid the athlete you think that they're going to be. So yeah. it's like just keep expectations where they should be. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it, it's, it's kind of a catch-22 because if you don't do it, you know you're not going to make it. And if you do do it, there's no guarantee you're going to make it. So you kind of have exactly. to do it just to find out. <laughs> but you also have to be content with the fact that that you may give it everything you got, and it might not be good enough to get your goals. But the bigger thing is, at least then you don't have regrets, right? Because you played it out, right? And the biggest part is, is that like there's it's to be in sports isn't just about this end goal of getting to yeah. be either a college scholarship or the per, or the pros. It's to be um, active. It's to have friends who are um, we know athletes do better than non-athletes I mean the statistics across the board show that so you want your kids to be involved for all of those other reasons that's what makes it so great you know and and saying that you know think about this Leah you know I I always thought of sports as an extension of your education in the classroom so it's another class that you take it could be football basketball baseball track whatever it is now think about this if if you go to school all day and you do your work and, and, and that's fine and you get good grades, et cetera, and then you go home at night and you do your homework and, that, and that's what you do, that's your lifestyle. If you do that, plus you play a sport every season, and then in the off season you play with kids from other schools. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, talk about a, a 401 class on people skills. There is not a better 401 Absolutely. class on people skills than being around other people your age, and especially if you've got the courage to leave your comfort zone and be around people that don't look like you, that grew up in a different yes. part of the city. I mean, that that is just a spectacular education. It is, and it's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate around getting kids involved in sports because for me it opened up my world. You know, I was the little city kid, South Minneapolis, and yeah, South um, Minneapolis. Yeah. <laughs> right, and the first time I went outstate Minnesota, I remember going to Worthington. Um, we went north, we went south. Um, that's where I met all kinds of different people. That's where I had different experiences that's where I learned about the state that I lived in it was all through sports and so um, those are the memories that are bigger to me that become more important so I think those are the pieces that we as parents have to always kind of hold it's like there's a lot more happening here than that big win or loss or if my kids started in the game last night because think of how good you are in an office if you've dealt with all, every different kind of personality yep. you can deal with by the time you get to the office and you're 23 years old, think about that, you know? You, you've seen, because you've played all these sports with all these different teammates and against all these people, with these all these referees and all these different coaches. You say, oh, I've had a boss like that, only it was my coach when I was 15 years old. I had a selfish teammate like that, only it was when I was 18 years old playing in the summer camp. You know, you, you, the list just goes on and on, but what, what, what a spectacular way to, to set yourself up for life. Well, and it's it's at every level of sports, Mike, when you think about it, when you talk to coaches, like Coach Reese from the Minnesota Lynx told me that coaching is 95% relationship building, right? So how do you get people to play at a high level? You connect in with them. You have to figure out all the different personalities on your team. You have to figure out the strengths they have. You have to reinforce why the bench is so important. There's all these dynamics that are just people skills that are happening, and that's why I think we're all kind of so enthralled with sports is because we're watching it play out in such a cool, fun way. But really, it um, represents all areas of our lives. Yeah, and those are huge wins, man, whether you made a basket or not in your entire senior year. Those are, 
There are some huge wins. Leah, it goes too quick. I appreciate you very much. You know that. And thank you for joining us. I hope we can do it again soon. But I always like visiting with you in person or on the radio. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you. You bet. Leah B. Olson, the one and only. Uh, I'll, I'll give you two more do's and don'ts for your son, summer, son or daughter summer team. Okay, when we come back, two things that you really need to know. Stay with us. Blue jean lady. <clears throat> Oops. Mike Max Sports for the Max News Talk 830 WCCO. Two more things you need to know about when you sign up your kids for something in, the, in addition to what they do inside your community or their school. You're paying the money. You make sure that you know who the coach is and how big the, the team is going to be. And then talk to them about the philosophies of what they're going to play. You, you have a right to ask all these questions, okay? Is it going to be a bench warmer? How many minutes do you see them? Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, number two, uh, if you can avoid it, um, this isn't always true because some dads are really good coaches. But I know of a case of an AAU team here in town where the dad did everything to accommodate his kid. And his kid was not the best kid on the team, and he certainly didn't have the best attitude. And he accommodated that. And he made sure that that happened. I think that they're eliminating him as a coach uh, because of it. Uh, but when you have someone like that, it can't be a good experience for the other kids on the team. If one of your kids is one of those kids on the team that has to sit and play second fiddle because dad wants to make sure that he does everything to glorify his son or daughter, you got a problem. And it's a big problem. And you have every right to call people out on the carpet for things like that. You're paying the freight too. You're just as invested as they are. And you have every right call people out on the table. I'm just saying what I'm saying because I know what I'm saying. And when I see at the high school level too, when dads play their kids and their kids don't deserve to play, you, you need to get on them. You need to get on them and you need to make their life difficult because everybody knows who should play and who shouldn't play. Back after this. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 